Hey, Chris Manning here from the Locked On Cavs podcast with my co-host Evan Damrell. On today's show, Colin Sexton in segment one, what he had to say in his exit interview, Karis LeVert in segment two, him talking about a contract extension and what other notes came and went from Cavs exit interviews. That's all coming up today on today's episode. You are Locked On Cavs, your daily Cleveland Cavaliers podcast. All right, the music you heard in on the way in, at least in audio form, is Astro Radio. Please check them out on Spotify or Apple Music if you haven't already. I'm Chris Manning here covering the NBA for places like Diamond Up Rocks and Espionations for the Sword. My co-host, Evan Damrell, is at places like Facebook's Rights on Euclid and Fear the Sword as well. Evan, what's going on, buddy? Nothing much. I was trying to do sword motions, but uh, not a whole lot. I won't go into the deets, but I had an eventful Easter Sunday. You know about it. Those who are in the know know about it, and that's all that matters. But hopefully everyone's happy, healthy, and good for them, I guess. But how are you doing, man? did Did you meet God this weekend? Did you go to church for Sunday, or did you say the zombie is risen now? The bunny uh, is you know, eggs. just hanging, man. I am, I am just hanging and and doing some some good stuff. I made really inappropriate jokes about Easter that I can't repeat on the show. But a friend of the pod, Joe Kohler, was in mass, and I sent one to him. Yeah, and he laughed it's, really hard. You know, we're do we're we're doing uh, fun stuff here uh, again. Today's show, first episode, Colin Sexton, second segment, Carol Silver, segment three other Cavs media availability things. I mean, I want to start with Colin Sexton. So this is the first time sure. we've really heard from him in a, I think a substantial way. He obviously done a bunch of interviews around all-star promoting stuff. The, yeah. He did all-stars and like promotional stuff. But that was under the sphere of like a marketing team. So there's limitations there, obviously, but it's the first time we've heard of it from him. Like team wise, yes. this is interesting. So where we are, uh, and we, and we look at what he had to say. It wasn't like super. Uh, the, the, these things matter, but they're also just sort of like I, it's. We have to kind of see where. So, well, I, I think Collins had more than Karras in, in that sense. But I want to play a clip from what Colin had to say. This is what he had to say about uh, wanting to be back, and as he's obviously heading through restricted free agency. I love the organization. Love my teammates and. Um, Whatever happens, I know that um, Cleveland was was really good to me, and I know I, this is a place that um, that helped me get to where I am today. And I I know I want to continue to be a part of this winning culture and be a part of this culture. Uh, I feel like um, me just being able to be the start of it uh, helped us get to where we are um, yesterday and where we are right now in the present. So I I love Cleveland. I I want to be here. So that's. Colin also talked a lot about how he feels like he's going to get back to where he was and feeling like he can help Cleveland take that next step, take the next step to actually making the playoffs, making a playoff run, all of that stuff. 
He provided an update on his knee as well, saying he's, quote, getting there, but there's no timetable for him to actually get cleared for five-on-five, all that stuff. We did see him pregame before the Cavs played the Hawks last week, working out before the game, and then before he went back and changed and was on the sidelines in street clothes, he was very uh, noticeably high-fiving his teammates, being very amped up at the start of the game and looking (laughs) very weird word choice on your part. Uh, According to the... Bro, my brain was so fried that day. I, I, but I according to the write-up from, yeah, it's the it's the it's the vape pen, okay. man. I can, and quit. the, the Go write-up ahead. then from Chris Feeder as well indicates that he's going through some testing to see where he's actually at. So Evan, I want to ask you, what did you actually, what did you make of what Colin had to say? What what did you, what kind of stood out to you from what he had to say? And the first time we've really heard from him in that setting in a long time. Well, overall, this isn't even just what he said. I I, I feel like Colin was more or less the missing piece for this Cavs team to make a playoff push this year. There were games that they needed him. I think Karis LeVert was a bit of a dud, but I wrote in right for right down Euclid today. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt of an offseason to fully get healthy and a training camp to get acclimated in Cleveland's system as well instead of having to learn on the on the fly like he has. But I think he's still saying all the right things. This is the same stuff he said back when he didn't agree to a contract extension with the Cavs where he was obviously disappointed in that moment, but he knows the team wants him and he the team knows he wants to be here. And I think the feeling is – I wrote about this for right now. You could, like, I've been hurt. Like, the feeling is mutual. The Cavs want to keep Colin. Like, they tapped him as a cultural leader. They tap him as a key piece for this team. They talk about him a lot. They keep him included in on a lot of things. I think another noteworthy thing is during the playoffs and when he was back with the team leading into the play-in as well, um, he – was a voice in the huddle he was a voice in shoot around he was a voice in practice and film study like he would give his thoughts he would give his input to jb the coaches as well so like clearly he's still part of the Cavs ecosystem like obviously you want to keep him involved that while he's involved with that while he's recovering but at the same time i think there's some certain things you're like okay i think they wouldn't be doing this stuff if they didn't plan on so look we will see where i think this goes this is obviously i think the big thing of the summer this is the like as much as much as like that's i'm saying specifically for the Cavs. i think darius Say like what the what the Jazz are gonna yeah, do? Is yeah, yeah. But in terms of like our purview so. here on the 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 aptly named Lock on Cast podcast, I think Darius's extension feels to me more of a. I have a clear idea of what that is going to be. Collins' extension, it is inevitable. What Collins' contract situation is, is a little bit less clear to me. That is just because he's coming off an injury, because they it is going into restricted free agency. It's because he, even if I think the agency switch for him should help him to some degree in terms of his odds of staying in Cleveland, mm-hmm. just based on the public posturing we've seen, based on, I think, just how things have kind of gone, it, it seems like, and also just like him being around as much as him doing exit interviews heading into free and was was sort of notable even though there's like a league thing where like you have to do media like once you know in a calendar year if you've been injured that's just that's just a little 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 fun thing to remember in that chris shared that nugget with a uh who know who knew who, who did know that who did in the season yeah who did know that but i wonder if chris mentioning that yeah well yeah, i am me because said beat writer went downstairs yes. to ask. So, yes. look, I, I, it's hard to put a ton of stock into this in terms of like it leading to direct things. Where this is going to be a thing that we don't know where this goes. But I, I, I think it is more likely than not that Colin Sexton is on the Cavs next year. And like, I think his assessment in terms of like, hey, I helped get this started. I helped 
get us moving forward in a positive direction because he was the bright spot for this Cavs team for for a long stretch of time. This is a guy oh, yeah. that they you know he's drafted the, the with the, the right after LeBron is you know on his way out after the last finals, all of that stuff. He's the pick that yes. came in when Kyrie this, and this left. is a guy that will help them win basketball games next year. And I I think they've him being around more, him all that stuff. I think is a sign of where this is sort of headed. And look, if we're talking about guys that if I were gonna rank. You know, like where what comfort I would feel with extensions for guys currently on that team. He's number two to me behind Darius Garland. Is Darius is one in terms of guys that are eligible. Well, in terms of That's eligibility, cool. yeah, because like oh, Evan Moby is yeah. give him the max now. Like he's going to deserve it. But like in terms of guys that are eligible, it's it's for me. It's Darius is one, Collins two, and then below that, it's it's you know you could put you could convince me of a lot of different things. Well, you know, Karis LeVert, who we're going to talk about um, the next segment, extension eligible. Kevin Love is, Kevin Love is extension know, was, eligible. Like you, the D- he is, but there is a caveat to that. The Cavs can't sign him to like some like piddly extension. They have to sign him. To and guess what? That ain't that ain't happening, brother. Sorry, Alona. But yeah. can I get my thoughts just real quick on yeah. Colin's well, situation? Say, keep, I agree. Keep some you. of the he keep come, some of the bullets in the back. chamber because we're going to have a lot of Colin Sexton time to talk about it. Oh, we are, but just off the outset, yes, the Cavs should shot, sign into an extension. I, I'm still surprised that they didn't agree oh, I, I, last I, offseason. Uh, I, I have not, but we'll save that for a later episode. Okay. Um, but at the same time, I think it's unfortunate if you're Cleveland because you don't have that luxury of him playing the season to kind of evaluate truly what you have, especially with, like, this winning structure and you have your established three stars like where does he fit in the grand scheme so you're rolling the dice a little bit because of his health as well he says he's going to be 100 percent, but you need to i need to see it to feel comfortable with that because i can say i took my physical therapy seriously when i was a kid and my knee's fine now but it's not if you watch me run more than three miles i start to cramp or my knee starts to hurt so it Uh is what it is so that's just where I'm at. I just think the Cavs, if they had that luxury to evaluate Colin further, they would. But it'd be remiss of them not to sign him to an extension. That's just like my overarching view. We can get into the brass tacks, talk about it. Maybe if there's like hype season footage dropping this summer of him like cooking kids in a park or something, we'll break that down. But yeah, I don't know. I I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yes. If All right. After the break, so. we're going to talk about Carriage Lever, what he had to say about his own possible extension and everything. But Evan, uh, uh, you want to tell everyone first about our friends at Athletic Greens. Well, the ad reads noted to you, so just kidding. Um, <clears throat> today's episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens, a product I actually, yeah, I literally use every day. I bought a subscription. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted to take control of my health, and with one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery focus, and aging. All all the things you need i'm literally de-aging it's been a shaky ass year still but i do not have gray in my beard as yay would say but it's lifestyle friendly whether you eat keto paleo vegan dairy free or gluten free it contains less than one gram of sugar no gmos no nasty chemicals or artificial anything all while still tasting good it also supports better sleep quality and recovery mental clarity and alertness it costs you less than three dollars a day you're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit athletic greens 
cheap is cheaper than getting all the uh, different supplements yourself. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance trusted by leading health experts such as Tim Ferriss, Michael Gervais, and Joe Rogan. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NBA network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NBA network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate nutritional insurance. I also want to tell everyone about our friends at Built Bar, the best tasting protein bars out there. All Built Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. Yes, they're puffs included. Look, if you go to Built.com and use the promo co- and use the promo code LOCK15, you can save on all of the great Built Bars out there. They have mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and a whole bunch more. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs, and, and most importantly, 17 grams of protein. Compared to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs, you can't really beat Built Bars. And they're all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy later. I don't know how, but they pull it off literally every single time. Go to built.com, use the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. Again, the promo code is LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Evan, so Karis LeVert in his segment notes that, number one, I think he, he feels as if he is going to get better, contribute more to the Cavs in a, when he gets more time, doesn't have the injury stuff, and you know, fingers crossed on that not being a thing with him. So he also talked uh, like very sort of briefly when asked about a, about a contract condition. It's not the most substantial quote about this, but here's what he had to say when asked about maybe signing a con- about wanting to maybe get a contract extension uh, this summer, which he is now eligible for heading into the last year of his contract. Yeah, this is where I want to be. Um, they know that you know the front office knows that my teammates know that. So um, I don't know you know what's gonna happen with that um, contract. Um, extension. So it's not a lock to me that this happens. And I think for me, it could be a little much based on the number and, and the rules regarding that. You know, I don't think we've seen anything the last few months that really justifies a lucrative extension for Karis. I get it for him 100%. Secure the bag at all times. That is your job. Don't think twice about it. But where are you at on, on this and the, and maybe this being – and everything Karis had to say in regards to injuries and the extension? I wrote about this as well for Write Down Euclid today, but I think if you're the Cavs, you want to give Karis LeVert the benefit of the doubt. You don't want to throw the bathwater out with the baby. Um, let me pull up the stats. But, like, the Cavs have kind of played their hand a little bit to say that um, – they want the starting five to be Garland, Levert, Marketing, Mobley, Allen, at least for this season. We'll see what's going on next year as well. But they really wanted that to take off, and you didn't actually get to see that until the final game of the season when they lost to the Hawks. But they had an offensive rating of 119.6 and a defensive rating of 102.2. And, like, it's a very small sample size because they only played 24 minutes together. But Sorry about that. Yeah, I I know that's where you want to be, Karis. Thanks for sharing again. He guest guest on the pod featuring Karis Levert, but the Cavs shot fifty three point eight from the field and forty one point two percent from three. Granted, they were just really hot in the first half and it really dipped in the second, so it's a weird sample size. But I think it's something the Cavs should explore further. Um, 
and I think I'm just of the stance where, hey, if he's healthy, if he fits in, talk about an extension then. I know there's a deadline that the Cavs have to agree to, so maybe just like they have like a 5-10 game sample, they can figure it out. But um, if not, he is making $18.7 million, I believe, next season. And he is a wing that can play defense, provide passing, and can shoot at times when he's healthy. And that can get you some type of value back if you're the Cavs. Like, you can try and flip him for assets or maybe, like, package him in if you want to make, like, a deadline trade if, like, a disgruntled star says, yo, I want to go play for J.B. Picker Seth. Like, I, I think the, the way the year's gone just hasn't been what you wanted. And I think that, the, you, you know, you can... Oh, it's, like, the bottom 10%. Like, this most suboptimal return the Cavs could have gotten with Karis LeVert. And it's stuff you can't control. Yeah, but I also either. question. I I don't think there's like a track record on him, even with the injury stuff, of him being much better than like. Th- there's maybe some improvement, but like I don't think some of the things you saw with Levert are necessarily like out of step with what he actually has been as as a player. And I think if you're the Cavs, and I think if you're thinking no. about what you're doing here, there is. I look. I I understand if you feel like you're a small market and you got to spend the money. You have to do some of that stuff and figure it out. I get it, but I also look at this and say there's not a reason to to put money along with what you saw, based on what we've seen from Levert, and kind of going into your future flexibility a little bit. It's not gonna like be a, a huge huge amount of that, but it will impact your future flexibility a little bit. I think putting that money now that's that's yeah. where it gives me pause because you got to start committing a lot of money to a lot of the players you've been growing internally. And do you also want to commit money to a guy who's oft injured and has So if, if he's going to be – and I also just think maybe as he gets a little bit older, he's in his late 20s now. If you – depending on how things go next year, you can probably you – know, depending on keeping him, keep him in a more reasonable contract, that kind of figures things out. Maybe there's a way to kind of bridge the gap here. I would just look at what he has done and what he was this year, and it doesn't lead me to screams, okay, a contract extension. And I, I think when, when this was came up in his – Yep. Uh, when this when the trade broke and he came here and he came to Cleveland and it was reported by Woods like hey they're gonna talk about an extension because eligible that was like a red that was like a, a, a the alarm going off of like okay like, are they putting the cart before the horse here are they putting some are they getting a little bit ahead of themselves in terms of figuring if, if thinking about this you need to see how this I think works first I think you need to see this next year with that look there, there, there could be a point next year where you also want to, I also think like if you're going to pay sex in the summer and you kind of have to decide a multi-year thing on that for him unless he's willing to sign the qualifying which I doubt he is and he shouldn't I think you look at this and say hey, how do him and Sexton fit in the same team and how does that sort of work when you have how would that sort of work are they redundant in some ways are they um, do they do they kind of nullify each other in some ways? How do they work together defensively? You have a lot of questions about those two together as a partnership. As much as you still do about Karis and, and Darius, that we really need to figure out, I think, before we can say, okay, this would make sense for X amount of money and, and whatnot. So I would say, like, I, I think his camp should broach the subject and be like, hey, like, pay our guy. Like, he wants to be in Ohio, all that stuff. Give that sales pitch. <laughs> it's not a sales own, pitch I think is particularly compelling right now. No, it's not. I think you want to say, hey, we would like to sign you um, to an extension at this time, but we need a little bit more of an evaluation period because he was also out for a month, technically, at one point as well, just with all the issues he was dealing with. So maybe it lights a fire under him too. Maybe contract here carries the force to be reckoned with. But 
Um, change your jersey number from three and try and go ball out for the Cavs, my guy. Maybe you'll be in Ohio for long term. That'd be that'd be nice, but I'm just I'm leery if I'm the Cavs. Like I'm if I'm yeah, his camp should do everything to get them to them to sign him to an extension now. But I'd be hesitant to do that if I was Cleveland. Pro, pro I, I am pro the jersey number three. So let's just let's just three is just new- it should be like taken out of circulation, man. That Take- number is actually fucking cursed just in the modern new- era, at least. Yeah. Let's get some new. Let's get some new energy with with uh, that number. I right, actually, after the break. not the modern era. It's since Jordan made that shot over Elo. It's been cursed. It's cursed. All right. After the break, we're gonna talk about some other things that were said to me today, including what Kevin Love said about maybe doing karaoke as as a team in in Nashville. Are the Cavs a bachelorette party? We're gonna dive into that after the break. But first, gonna tell everyone about our friends at Bet Online. BetOnline is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including all the ongoing NBA playoff games and all the lines on those podcasts and reviews for all the different leagues this season. BetOnline is your continued source for your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. That includes the various NBA awards, which several Cavs are right now are still in the running winning. They are finalists for Rookie of the Year with Evan Mobley. He's currently the betting favorite over Scotty Barnes and Kate Cunningham. Kevin Love is a significant underdog, um, which we'll talk about on tomorrow's show in the six men of the year voting. And there's more that one. Darius Garland, most improved underdog, as well behind John Morant. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Check everything out there. There's tons of great odds. You're going to find everything you could want at betonline.net. And then remember that to bet online, that's where the game starts. All right, back here on the Lockdown Cavs podcast. I'm Chris, that's Evan. Evan, I thought the one other thing of note was just interesting how much everyone seemingly kind of talked about staying together and like Kevin Love of all people, just considering considering the trajectory of good vibes guy Kevin Love was talking about organizing like, uh, the most get the guys getting together vacation ever for the team. I loved every second of it. Look, Nashville's not for like, me, d- d- but if you have fun there, good for not- you. Not Nash, Nash. I wonder if they're more into like the the, the Las Vegas vibe that the at summer league hangouts. Uh, than, it's uh, got like the Vegas to, vibes. To it smells like puke. No, and I booze. mean it's called it's called. I'm I'm just no, but I'm saying specifically, do the guy with the with the guys much rather like go to Vegas? Where does also I wonder like now I just like wondering like what what does Evan Mobley think of? That's who I. Yeah, what would Evan Mobley react to Nash? What I wish. Um, Kevin mentioned because he wants Isaac because Isaac Okoro apparently is like all in to do karaoke when they go to Nashville. I wanna I wanna be the fly on the wall. Isaac Okoro, Isaac Okoro just does little just does like little. No no no. Kevin's stipulation was it has to be music that they don't usually listen to, so it probably means like country music. Uh, Isaac Okoro sing Casey Musgraves challenge. Let's sing go. Sing it at her bar for all you care. But no, I want to see Evan Mobley perform a song. Like I I really do. I think that'd be so funny. Just would be some 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 stuff there, but look, I think the tone of these was like overall pretty positive. Was it kind of the other part about yeah. this, right? Like this is obviously mixed with a tinge of disappointment considering how the season ended. I think this is, um, you know, it's not particularly different than what has been said in previous days or what guys some guys had said after the Hawks loss. But it was part of the story here coming out on this day was that like the tone was I think more positive about the season and how far this group kind of came. Um, more than anything else, what, did anything else of note kind of stand out to you? As you, as you heard from a, from not everyone, but a bunch of um, the guys. Yeah, no, I think it was pretty positive overall. We the, the players we didn't hear from were Mobley, or sorry, not Mo, yeah, Mobley, Garland, um, and Markkinen. 
and Allen, I believe. No, Mobley. I don't remember. Either way, um, hearing from Lamar Stevens, kind of hearing what the Cavs' like, thought process is up for him was interesting because he mentioned like on the way out, like, hey, what did JB and maybe Kobe say to you before you just kind of leave for a little bit and maybe just go like recharge? And he's just like, oh, they have like an overall vision for me, and it kind of lines up with what I'm trying to do, so I'm just going to go keep working on that. So I asked him, like, what do you want to do? He's like, oh, I want to be good in DHOs. I want to be a good passer, a good defender. Like, he listed a lot of the things that maybe, like, a player like Bruce Brown, players who can't shoot very well necessarily, but who can impact the game in so many different ways. Like, I think you're asking a lot of Lamar Stevens. I don't think he's going to be able to achieve all of that. But knowing that the Cavs are kind of just saying, like, okay, we have this guy who's kind of a non-shooter who's a tweener 3-4. We want him to transition more to the three. And we want him to work on, like, X, Y, and Z in his game to kind of make him more impactful on both ends. Is kind of encouraging. And now I want to know what they maybe they said to Okoro or what they told Mobley or Markinen or anyone. Like, hey, these are our plans with you and this is what we need you to work on this summer. Like, that's what I'm just curious about. Yeah, I mean, Okoro... Pretty was pretty blunt about his offense. Yeah, like he's like, thing, I'm, which, which I'm not makes a ton good of sense. offensively. He's like, I'm not great offensively. He, I think he's aware of the fact that teams disrespect him on the perimeter. Like they don't expect anything. Yeah, I, I the the. I also like the fact that he's the, just the, like, the, I know OG. I'm good at defense. I need to work on my offense. I was like, you know what, speaker shit, King. He strikes me as like a very self-aware guy. Very funny. Apparently, they talked about the Kevin Love talked about the group chat a little bit. Apparently, like it strikes me that Isaac's like the memer of the group. So he's he's, so he's like me. So he's he drops the D's nuts every now and then, or like Yo Mama yeah. or such. Yeah, I'm just un- uncomfortable stuff. Um, look, I, I I will be curious to kind of see what Kobe Allman speak on Tuesday. Be curious to see what he has to say about some of this. I mean, I think he'll toe the line because he's kind of speaks in like corporate finance bro language a lot of the time. That is like avoiding saying anything that actually says anything. But like, I I look at I, I look at this as just such a fascinating summer, and like I wonder how they will ultimately um, approach this. I mean, this leads me to the last thing I just want to hit on today, which is just that I I think it's worth reminding people too as we end the season and like we cover the Hawks game, we talk about this a little bit, but just to put a pin on this, I, w- I think it's worth remembering that it's very hard to win in the NBA. Oh yeah. Look at the, look at the wolves. Look at what the wolves have had with cat and the various coaches and then getting oh, Ant-Man so and like all of the, and he's just, so good. but then it's like, it's like it just how long it took them to be like a competent franchise well, in a lot of too. ways. Like they the went from like a team well, that would just grind people defensively into dust and were shit offensively. Now they're like one of those balanced teams in the league. Yeah, they but they kind of like did it in like this very opt- transition from one era to another, like a very optimized way. The wolves was kind of more cavsy. Oh, the wolves little, are the wolves are like, a mess. Lest, lest we They're forget, Evan, though the wolves had a had a lead of their basketball operations leave the organization due to like an yeah, and they're they're a mess. Like this season, and then a like for them. look and like Chris, Chris um, and yeah. the Chris Finch hiring was like a mess too. But like at least they're not the Kings, so yeah. that's all you can say. Like that that's like look, that's ev- everyone that's in the there, bit. Uh, that's the bottom. That's that. That's that's all. That's a low bar. My point here is that like this can take time. This is complicated. This is hard. And I think as you're looking at this season, the Cavs just had like their biggest like net rating jump like ever. Like it's pretty significant in terms of how much better they were this season than the year before. This is not going to be like a linear process. And like there's and some of the moves they make in the summer, some of the things we'll talk about on the show. 
none of this is ever guaranteed to work. I think that is just worth keeping in mind that this is very difficult stuff. They have done like the hard leap in terms of getting the, the important town in the building and like having the guys you build with. The next step is also very hard. And I think that is worth keeping in mind as, as we look forward. No, here. it absolutely is. Yeah. Takes a lot I of luck. A lot of luck, man. Maybe a little More than we will, I think we acknowledge sometimes. They made the finals four years in a row with the greatest player of my lifetime. On the, I mean, I, I guess it was alive when MJ played too, but the the greatest player of my cognitive memories and LeBron James on the floor. So it's uh, it's tricky. It's basketball team building is more of an art than a science, and sometimes people don't realize that. And sometimes you have to paint with broad strokes, and sometimes you have to go and really pencil in the details and really lay things out. And I think the Cavs are a little bit in that detailing phase. Like they have they have something good here, and these next few months are going to be fascinating to break down and kind of wrap your head fully around because the Cavs are also a very aggressive team, so they can make a move completely out of left field that may not make sense in the moment but could be beneficial to them because Kobe Allman has a pretty good track record making like moves on the margins to improve the overall depth of, this roster, of his rosters. Like, the, 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 like, it started with LeBron, and he continues to do it now, like flipping veterans for assets and then turning those assets into something else. Yes. All right. That's going to be it for today's episode. On tomorrow's show, we're going to talk about Cavs awards. So the Cavs have some finals for awards. We're going to talk about the candidacy for Darius Garland for MIP, Evan Mobley for Rookie of the Year, Kevin Love for Sixth Man of the Year. That's coming up tomorrow. Everyone be well. Have a great rest of your day. And uh, we'll talk tomorrow. If you want a great second listen, from the first jump ball to, of the playing tournament to the last possession of the finals, Lockdown experts are going to take you deep into the playoffs with insight and analysis affecting all 30 teams. Be sure to check that out. And check out Lockdown NBA Draft, too. The Cavs have a draft pick now. You're probably going to want to uh, pay attention to that. We'll talk to you.